Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo. Yo. This listen. Is listen, listen. Our, oh, you're going to New York. Right. I was gonna do. I was gonna do do, do a, a claim bit, but uh, anywho, uh, what what airport are you flying into? Laguardia again, again, like 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 it's every time Laguardia. Yeah, I don't think I've ever flown into Jifk. Jifk, yeah, never done that. Um, do you remember when we read Rayon's book? Um, that um the the namesake of Laguardia Airport, who was a mayor in like the sixties or the seventies, he banned he successfully banned pinball. From the city of New York for like 30 years. What a prick. Yeah, I know. Like, yes, like he, he thought it was like kids, like bad for kids gambling and stuff. Fucking LaGuardia. Yeah, yeah, you know. What an asshole. <laughs> this is the acclaimed. <laughs> MV Pillow wants my name. Yeah. We're the tag champs. So Touch. we're going to buy new lamps. Lamps. Champs, they're not the same. Our lack of rhyming is not really to blame. It's time to play the game. <laughs> Let's end this in shame. Please. Oh man, but I mean, maybe it'll have us end up in fame, you know, if we go um, viral. Um, no. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, you ready? Let's do it. the bu- 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 brain buster boys my name is brett jagger along with beaumont rand hey 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 this is the acclaim this is the acclaim yeah yeah one might say that they you know um have a lot of acclaim you know like like yeah. the video game company i was just gonna say that yeah now it all comes full circle back to laguardia uh yeah. and arthur ash new yep. york city i'll be there tomorrow yeah as we record on thursday yes, putting our second episode out this week i mean heck we might have a third early next week if we yeah. do rampage grand slam so uh yeah. Like a good lineup yeah yeah i guess uh let's let's talk through dynamite and then i think we can make quick predictions on that and then we are bringing back for the first time in a long time, I don't even remember when the last time was. If you recall, yeah, I don't recall when the last time <laughs> I don't was. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say it's two crazy. months at least, if not more. Um, it's almost but, worse than the Greg Goldman, like the yeah. the, the negating of if you. Well, and that was intentional back then. I mean, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, 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 like like we we made it happen, but you know. Yeah. 
And we finally got to that uh, Suzuki Styles match on all, if you recall. But uh, yes, we are reviewing. I don't think, have we done any old WCW that you could recall? Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio was there. Yeah, and that was was like five years after this. But we're going back. Bash to the Beach. um, Yeah, 96. But nothing like this era. Right, right. Um, So we're going back to our favorite year of 1992. Wrestle War. The war games match between Sting Squadron mm-hmm. and the Dangerous Alliance. Um, figured because uh, WWE just announced that they're bringing they're d- taking war games to the main roster um, for what, Survivor what Series. Was on, what was it on NXT? It was yeah, it was always an NXT thing yeah. ever since they brought it back. Obviously, since you've seen this match now, it's basically blood and guts. You know, it's just with essentially name, yeah because WWE had the trademark to it um so yeah same type of match but uh well, yeah, this is a better name for this anyways honestly in my opinion yeah yeah i mean war games is obviously just the classic but right uh, i mean there was a lot of blood and oh yeah for sure but, yeah yeah it was a five-star match rated by dave Meltzer. um we'll get into that later a lot of fun and uh craziness with that but uh yeah that'll be fun to to dust off the old if you recall but uh like what, say, what theme are we even going to use? Like I was, I've been wondering that. I'm like, oh yeah, like am I? Are we going to write a new one? You know? Oh, I mean, I yeah. guess for tonight, I get unless you want to write a yeah. new one, but I like the last one that we had. It was kind of yeah. like Teco. Oh yeah, a little Teco Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll have to dust it off. I, I forget how it sounded, but uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it had the beat. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I say <laughs> let's keep that one. Oh yeah, for, fire, yeah, especially for the acclaimed. You know? Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, hey, uh, let me get my little thing up here. But you got anything else to say or report before we get in? Not particularly. We're still depressed about football, but I mean, that's pretty- <laughs> yeah. Hope- <laughs> pretty- hopefully, I can bring our. Well, well, it's kind of stunk because, like, every time I go to ESPN, which is sort of like when I'm cycling through websites, sometimes it like barfs up during the day and like i also have espn plus through like the disney plus hulu and is the espn plus bundle and like so many articles are like are the Bengals in trouble you know and i'm just if we lose this week we are but we're not right now as joe burrow said everyone relax you know it's two games yeah but yeah they gotta play better significantly and uh yeah if they lose this game go oh and three with that tough schedule down the stretch yeah yeah, it might not be pretty but uh i'm to worry but but hopefully it's not like last year's game in new york i mean joe flacco is currently third in the nfl in passing yards and mike white threw for about 440 on us last year but i've got faith Mm -hmm. let's beat the fucking jets yeah no no i I do too i don't think it'll be like Eddie's house last year (laughs) god i hope not but uh hey new york arthur ash stadium aew dynamite grand slam two i guess we'll call it um yeah they they used they were using the number two on like the danielson mox match well i think that's because that was their second match but they were they also used it on the acclaim oh did they did yeah so their second match but yeah they they were they were very um gung-ho on using that too I it's thought a t- I noticed on their graphics. Yeah, you're right. It's a two slam. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we kick off uh, with a match that we did not predict because I hadn't watched Rampage. Oh, last yeah, I forgot that. that and was and just forgot there. that this match was happening when we talked earlier this week. But we had Chris Jericho 
uh, to some much, uh, a lot of people not happy about this one on the internet, defeats Claudio Castagnoli in about 15 to win the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, if we would have predicted, and I, this is, I can hindsight, I could lie right now, but I did think Jericho was going to win solely for the point of like, hey, at like a thank you to him. Like, hey, he's never held the Ring of Honor world title. Oh, yeah. Like, let's give this to him. Oh, he's oh. earned it. He's carried the ball for us for so long. Um, and like getting down the line, if they are going to have weekly television, and it's Jericho's still the champ having, you know, a oh, star yeah. like let, that. Let, let a stable have bragging rights because they exactly. need that as heels. They need, they need something like yeah. that. I think. Yeah. Um, no, I thought, I mean, like I watched this match and like, there are many points where I was just like, oh yeah, like I'm going to like, you know, make a joke about a plot match. And like, there weren't any areas because yeah. like, man, man yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a really good match where Jericho went up against somebody um, in terms of like age and athletically his superior and yeah. uh you know was um there like for we all talked about earlier this week like yeah. all these singles matches jericho's had recently like they've been good you yeah. know and not everyone thinks so um you know there's some anti-jericho people out there plenty of them but hey i think this has been a hell of a resurgent year for jericho yeah. in the ring especially more than anything in the ring but yeah, this match I think was better than I expected it to be. Probably, you know, huddling around that four star mark as a lot of these matches are, frankly. Right. Um, but yeah, that Hurricane Rana he did, you know, when Claudio was trying to power bomb him off the top, that was really good. Uh, he got swung about twenty times. That was yep. fun. Um, and yeah, the end with the low blow followed by the Judas effect. But yeah, so. Who did you think was, were you pretty surprised by the result? I, I, I kind of was. Cause like, I, like, I think like, you know, Claudio being new, I guess like could have used that. Um, but, but no, I, don't I think mean, he's had, he hasn't had a singles loss yet. I think his only loss was probably anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, I, again, even though I would have picked Jericho, I still was pretty surprised. They actually pulled the trigger on it as well. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty surprised they did that too. And um, you know, I think this was sort of a foregrounding for kind of what happened later tonight. Because like you, you would think that they would like front load the thing with the upsets because like we projected, you know, I guess to you know, I mean not to skip it, but like Orange Cassidy, you know, and all this other stuff that we anyone who's like, listening to this, I'm sure watching sure, listens. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you're yeah. not spoiling anything. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, like we had predicted like orange, you know, like but they, you know, chose to front load it with things that we didn't expect them to front load it with. Yes. Like, like, like two upsets, uh, two title changes in yes, the first yes, two matches. Yeah. yeah in, well. co in commentary, let people fucking know that. Yeah. You know? When that um, happened, yeah. when the acclaimed one in the second match, I figured pack was going to win just cause I didn't think they'd go three straight title yeah. changes. Yeah. And then in the narrative in that match was, uh, we'll get to that when we get there, but, uh, no, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I thought, I thought this was, um, you know, really exciting, especially yeah. that move whenever Claudio was going to like power bomb him. Yeah, the hurricane the, Rana. In the hurricane Rana. Yeah, that was like yeah. really impressive. And even though Jericho didn't stick the landing like a Sammy Guevara or somebody was, like that, yeah, would, he's fifty-two. You know, yeah, yeah, like it, it still like was like executed well and sold well, and it just like was all was very impressive. And uh, yeah, I thought the narrative of the match was great. And 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 like I said, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a rock solid, and now. 
Jericho, the Ring of Honor champ, Daniel Garcia, the Ring of Honor pure champ. So those have now flip-flopped from the BCC to the Jazz. And obviously there's that friction between those two. So, you know, maybe Garcia down the line could be the one to take the ROH belt off Jericho. I mean, who knows how long he's going to have it, but I have a feeling they're going to start building Ring of Honor around those guys and around the Jazz as well. So, Yeah. yeah, we'll see. You know, I assume we'll get more news on ring of honor at some point i hope but uh yeah yeah, this that was a good match so i agree um yeah second match um i was looking to see that there was just there wasn't really a promo or anything worth there wasn't a promo um but yes so the acclaimed go over and are the world tag team champions man i mean the crowd was fucking ready for it this was the shit yeah this was the moment that they primed people for this is like what they put all their eggs in the basket of yeah more so than like what came on the back end of the show like this is really kind of like was sort of the culminating moment of the show and they knew it and i think it was came at a good area you know I'm, i'm glad it didn't come near the back end and got overshadowed or, or, or like, you know, got lost in the build up to like Mox and Danielson and whatnot. Yeah. I kind of like the, time. Yeah. the arrangement of the card. Now that, now mm. that we're thinking about it, I thought it all kind of flowed pretty well. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, this was, um, I mean, a whole lot of exciting, you know, especially, uh, you know, they had to deal a lot with like Keith Lee in the beginning. It was a lot of figuring out like, how do we like take down the really big guy, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, you kind of saw them like sort of figuring it out slowly, you know, which like him sort of like, I don't know, like it kind of made me sort of start to be like a little bit confident they were going to win because they were kind of on the defensive first. It was like, yeah, you know, they couldn't figure out what to do with Keith Lee. And then slowly they did. Yeah. And just with that crowd too, like it would, it would have been tough to not give them the belts. Like people would have been mad. I yeah. think like they were ready for it. And again, the acclaimed deserve it, even though yeah. they kind of got thrust into this. I mean, it was a very organic no. face turn and just really connecting with the crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And we've said it ad nauseum here. Like we were, we did not like them, especially Max Caster. Initially, we've always been Bowen's boys, but I think they're great. Yeah. What a, what a, I was going to say, what an incredible job they've done over oh, the yeah. past year, especially um, of getting this over, of proving they're great in the ring. Um, yeah, I thought the match was good. It wasn't anywhere near the ball. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that match, too. Yeah. But that's fine. Like, this was way more about the moment at this mm. point. And they only, you know, they got about 14 minutes compared to, you know, 24, whatever it was. So. Um, and there were a couple, couple like botchy moments and really some camera angle mishaps, yeah. I think. Like when Caster came off the top rope and like hurt his knee, the camera was like on ground level. So you couldn't even see him jump off. So that was kind of weird. Right. And then I thought at the finish as well, um, I think it was Caster who did made the pin and Bowens yeah. like pushed Keith Lee out of the way. Yeah. And then again, it was that same camera. It was the mic angle. drop. It was something into the mic drop. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Keith Lee like kind of jumped back in and fell short and then swerve like kicked out right after three. It was just like kind of confusing in it that was moment. Weird. Because, because like, I thought they wanted to kick Keith Lee out. 
Because like yeah. what was it like? Like Caster had like a drop kick on mm-hmm. Keith Lee, who was on the ropes to like knock yep. him out. And of the then ring. he like dove back in, but like came up short. Yeah. And then there was still like a kick out after three. It was just a little strange, but yeah. it didn't matter. I mean, the crowd was going ballistic. We had Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass out there help him out. Yeah. Um, which was fun. So uh, yeah, just again, the match was good, not great. It was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the moment is one that I think, you know, will last forever. And, yep. uh, hey, it's going to be exciting to see what these guys do with the belts. Um, you know, I was saying immediately, like, where's FTR? And sure enough, they cut immediately to an interview with FTR. Yeah. And then the ass boys come Sid up. In Houston, yeah. And really kind of just laid out all the reasons why, like, that FTR hasn't, it's like, they've been ranked number one for so long. It's like, yeah, they're really like laying it out there, like telling the truth. It's like, let's get them on here. But um, yeah, I mean, that FTR match is certainly going to happen at some point. Uh, Maybe not full gear if they are participating in uh, New Japan's World Tag League, because that's that same time period. So we'll have to see about that. And I would love for them to do that um, because they haven't been over to Japan yet as their tag champs. They are defending them at new japan show in england in early october royal quest against aussie open yeah but i have a feeling they'll retain and bring them over to japan but yeah uh good stuff here and uh it's gonna be fun to have them as champs uh, yeah it will like like this is the the most optimistic i've felt about the AEW tag team championship in over a year and let's again, since, give- since lucha bros yeah so i was gonna say again let's give some credit to swerve and keith lee because you know, I think them winning the titles off, uh, who was it, Jurassic Express, was a yeah. bit of a, in that trios match. No, 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 I think Bucks. it was Bucks. Well, oh, the yeah, Bucks, yeah. it was a three-way tag. It was Bucks, Lucha, or no, you're right, you're yeah, right, because yeah, yeah, the Bucks, Bucks won it off, off Jurassic. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the three-way was them, the Bucks, and then it was Hobbs and Starks. That's yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was kind of like a random win at that point. Like, okay. And even like the first, you know, title defense or two was like, all right. But I feel like they really hit their stride. Um, you know, Swerve has been much more heelish than Keith Lee. And they'd had kind of that oh, yeah. simmering yeah, back so. in the past. So I'm wondering if they might break up. But um, I thought they had the best title reign frankly since the young bucks first yeah. reign yeah because um, like because like lucha like you know after that it definitely meandered lucha bros kind of stalled out because of that injury well, well, it, well it wasn't very like plot heavy and but, then like, same like with, not same really with, good on the microphone you know yeah. same with jurassic express it was like there were a lot of good matches but you can't i can't really think of any like no, great no, no, stories no, 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 yeah yeah no great stories no great promos microphone business no yeah that. and then the bucks no. recent reign was very short so yeah hats off to swerve and keith lee i expect them to have a singles match you know maybe not right away but you know in the next four to five months probably but sure. yeah good stuff here uh and Ooh. then, oh, then we had our MJF and Wheeler Yuta segment, oh, which yeah. was a was ton fun. of fun. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, that was what I like, you know, because I was getting home from my walk and I had trouble tuning into Bowens and that. And I got to the FDR promo. The first thing I saw was yeah. this. So it was a good sort of baptism into the show, if you will. Yeah, I love yeah. MJF, like doing the Ric Flair strut out there. It just seems like he's got a new level of confidence on yeah. him. I mean, probably i assume he is getting paid more i mean that's the thing no one knows really like he could have signed an extension but 
he's not going to say that. Well, like, and think about what he's he's disconnected from like punk storyline, Jericho yeah. storyline. Like now he is like on like his own thing, truly. Yeah. Like for the first time, and like that, like that ought to feel really good that he's like for not sure. having to like feed off of a pre-established wrestler. Yeah, now he's just got that chip. That now it's been established. Oh, and, and, and his it poses in. during Mox and Danielson. <laughs> we'll so get, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. Well, they yeah. showed him way too much, but okay. we'll get there. Okay. Um, yeah, now they've established that the chip can be cashed in at any point. I'm glad he didn't do it last night, money in the bank style. I hope he doesn't do it money in the bank style, but yeah, now that's the intrigue. MJF is Waiting yeah, in the wings with this chip that he's, he's, he's got the all Miz, the power right you know? now. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. of course, you know, Moxley, he and Moxley, of course, they have history. So um, I thought Wheeler did a great job here, too, because he hasn't really gotten too much like good promo time with that. Yep. And obviously standing toe to toe with MJF, uh, he didn't look he didn't look like he didn't belong, for right. lack of a better right. term. Yeah, no, he, he definitely uh, made his presence known and. Wasn't, I mean, hard not to be overshadowed just in general, but wasn't entirely overshadowed by him. Also, absolutely loved when MJF walked up. He's like, Hey, Shivani, you fat old prick. Oh, and Shivani <laughs> took a bump. Yeah, and he, he took a bump. He yeah, took a pretty bump. bad fall from and then Shivani. There. Like the entire night was just like, He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing oh, me. Shit. And they were like, Are you all right, Shivani? And then yeah. like, there was like an awkward pause. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And MJF now, because his whole thing is. You know, he's the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing everyone he didn't exist. So now all of his fans are now known as devil worshippers. Oh, wow. Just absurd. Yeah. Um, But funny. And yeah, then, you know, uh, he started basically just mocking or ripping on all the BCC members. And then he said something about, yeah, and I can teach you, Regal can teach you how to pop pills or something like that. Oh, yeah, Regal can teach you how to pop pills. See, like, I'll go ahead and make this bet now. Yeah, on in, at the Cincinnati Dynamite. If he hasn't won the title yet, he's gonna make fun of Mox for being an alcoholic. Oh yeah, I mean like 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 don't you think that would be like a great thing to do in Cincinnati? You know. Yeah, and that would be before full gear, so that could be very interesting. That could yeah, be a yeah, very I'll, interesting night. I'll, I'll hedge my bets on that. Like, like yeah, I had that thought like a couple of weeks ago. I like, like it. And I need like, to secure yeah, those we'll tickets. Yeah. Haven't bought them yet, but we'll secure them. Yeah, Tuesday, October eighteenth, gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then obviously W. Morrissey came out, um, and basically took care of Yuta, so that was that. But uh, yeah, great segment here for sure. And MJF is fucking more yeah. over than I think he's ever been. Um, oh, and yeah. it's such an interesting, like, he's Dynamic. obviously yeah, still the is. heel, but people love him, and he can kind of play both sides himself, too. Yeah. So, um, and I think and that's great. I think it needs to keep being like that. I think this sure. makes the show like, if like like it's such like a huge point of intrigue. Like I think it just needs to keep on being like that. I think it's wonderful. No doubt. Yeah. Then we had another dumb Jade segment that have all kind of been the same. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and then yeah, All Atlantic Championship Pack versus Orange Cassidy. As we said, um, you know, after two title defenses, I think that kind of doomed orange there but thought this was a really good match sure. and then the finish 
I'm I'm okay with it because it's different than what they've done, and it's kind of putting Pack in a position of wow, that was a super heel thing to do, and he yeah. hasn't really acted like that recently. But man, it felt like it really just took all the steep. Like I thought they were on the way to like a pretty special match, yeah. and then just boom, it's over. Yeah, and then like commentary also I think contributed to that because like they were all saying Pack doesn't respect Orange Cassidy, yeah. and I'm, yeah, and I, and like I didn't a thousand percent buy that angle. Yeah, you know, like 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 as someone who's watched AEW and like followed them both and like didn't watch their match that they you know referred to at Revolution 2020, but like you know I didn't buy that angle and they were really trying to ram that home and I was just sort of like yeah yeah like this is falling like like that whole narrative is falling flat on me though the in ring stuff was good um, oh for sure I, I I I didn't buy the story stuff as much. Yeah, crowd was still pretty hot, and we had Orange, you know, doing the little kicks, obviously, and then also he, remember, Pac went up to the top rope, and then he just, like, put his legs up yeah. and prevented him from jumping. That was yeah. something different. Um, yeah, it was just good good action like we're used to from yes. these two, but then, uh, you know, the, the abrupt ending, you know, happened, yeah. and, uh, you know, again, it was nicely done. Like, Pac, obviously, like, concealed the the hammer as they kept calling it the rep didn't see it and then you have remsburg like what happened how did he get knocked down yeah 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 and then like <laughs> no yeah and there was so much drama for like whenever he was just sort of Ooh, you know yeah. And, like yeah like it, and then he like reluctantly raised pack's hand up you know like i said did not buy did not buy the narrative here um but still in ring it was fun yeah and it'll be interesting to see if pack continues to act like a heel because he's all he is a bastard after all, but he, the, that's and, and like the and, most and the, outwardly heel thing he's done. Oh, yeah. And, and the Lucha Bros aren't heels. That's not in their DNA, yeah. at least right now. So, yeah, yeah, or not right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And they've obviously still got the trios titles. So, yeah, yeah Pac remains double champ. And uh, Ethan Page in his promo last week, I think it was, when Stokely introduced the firm, he specifically called out Pac and wanted to be All-Atlantic champ as a Canadian. So uh, maybe we'll see Ethan page yeah. get some gold finally. Yeah, not, so yeah, he yeah, won't like, be like, very, like, like, very upset. Oh yeah. Let some non-Americans hold it. That sounds about right. You know, that makes sense. Another non-American. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like if it's all Atlantic championship to be defended, you know, in other countries, it would make sense for, a, you know, a, and that, that's just kind of and what I think. We've just been saying for years, Ethan Page needs some fucking love, baby. He does. Yes, sir. So good. Okay. 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 Um, we had the women's fatal four-way. And as expected, Tony Storm gets the dub. Uh, the story definitely happened after the match where yeah. I'm not sure if you knew who she was. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I like, like I, I did a little Googling and I remember yeah. you mentioning Paige. Yeah. But I mean, everyone went ape shit over her. So I was yeah, just like, so okay. Part yeah. of the story is she'd yeah. been kind of like Danielson had concussions and was not medically cleared. And neck w injuries, right? Yeah, uh, neck uh, in yeah. by WWE, <laughs> yeah. but was cleared by independent neurologists. So she left. She's here now. We don't know for sure if she's going to wrestle, but it certainly seemed like it. But, last but this night. is a big championship edition, right? Yeah. And yeah. just she's, I mean, she came up at like 21 or 22 and she was so good. Got a lot of wrestling in the fight. Like her mom was a wrestler. Her, I think it's her nephew, Ricky Knight Jr., just beat mm. Osprey and Rev Pro in Jeez. England for their championship. So yeah, he's. I haven't seen him, but I've heard he's really good. I mean, that's impressive straight up. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah, nice family pedigree. 
Um, she's great on the mic. She looks great, great wrestler. So again, hopefully she's okay and we can see her because that'll certainly add some spice. Yes. To the and I love much needed, much needed. Yeah, I love the reaction of all the women. It was Serena. It was Jamie Hayter after she came out. We'll get to that as well. Brit and Rebel, like after Soraya came out and got in the ring, like all of them were like dumbfounded. And then Rebel, I don't know if you noticed, had like a smile on her face, like yeah. she was excited to excited see her. Excited to see her. What what if what if they bring her in and have her squash Jade Cargill? Wouldn't that be great? Like, wouldn't that be the coolest shit? I would ever? fucking love that. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I would like like like, like that would be a, a you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they'd ever do that, but if no I were looking at this fucker, That would be yeah. so tight. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So, uh, match was good. You yeah. know, nothing sure. special. I, I thought Athena had her best moments in this match. She had yeah. that, you know, big flurry of moves towards the end. Um, we did have, I figured Jamie Hayter would make her appearance known, and unfortunately, she sides with Britt again. You know, this is the second time in a row where she could have turned, she didn't. Yeah. I'm really hoping that it's something where she's kind of like biding her time and picking her spot and just like trying to earn that trust again. And then she's going to turn on her hopefully sooner rather than later. And I could also see Jamie perhaps getting the title shot against Tony um, at full gear. Cause yeah. you know, she wasn't in this match. She's attacked Tony twice now. Yeah. So, and Tony's not been like a built up champion. So like, you know, it's not like a Thunder Rosa or Britt Baker where like they've been yeah. in match after match after match, like on that level. So like, you know, like the women's title is still very much in flex. I feel like. Yeah. And I think yeah. Tony and Jamie had a match maybe at the last battle of the belts. That was pretty solid. But after that, four-way at all out i think jamie Hayter's stock has never been higher and right. uh, ready for her to split off but uh yeah soraya big news big news and yes. uh yeah gonna be interesting to see what transpires cowabunga cowabunga um and yeah the main event was a bit of a surprise i yeah, thought a bit yeah yeah i mean yeah. like I, I think i i think pretty much like from what i gathered on twitter the like a good chunk of the internet like outside of the people who just like like to proclaim the outcome of matches like boxley won you know yeah. like like i think like most people were pretty damn surprised here but yeah yeah surprised but i'm ha i'm me too happy. yeah I'm, yeah, we, yeah. yeah you kind of mentioned it i think you mentioned it earlier this week you're like i want moxley to win and like as the match was unfolding, I was kind of like, so do I. But oh, I, I, lo I love Danielson. Another outstanding performance. Another great match between the two of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely a surprising finish. But, I mean, how can you say John Moxley doesn't deserve oh, it? Yeah, and like, like, let's just take away the last, whatever, few months of bullshit with the title and like not let's just say none of that happened and moxley was sitting here today as the champ i think that makes a lot of sense you yeah, know no. like after mm -hmm. he beat cm punk to unify the titles yeah if they had never given it back to him he should have been the guy all along so yeah uh before we get to mjf i just want to comment on the finish of the match because i thought it was brilliant um mm -hmm. 
the very, very end. At the very end. Very when he had when, him flattened out, right? Yeah, so yeah. Danielson did a classic Bret Hart move where he was kind of in the headlock and he kicked his legs up against the turnbuckle and tried uh-huh. to spin around and get the yeah. pin. Uh-huh. But Moxley caught him immediately before he could and then wrenched the choke perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and then had him, him like, had him pancake. Like where such there was a no smooth, it was such a smooth transition. And you kind of uh, knew that, yeah. And I've never seen good. that move get countered in that way. So that was really cool cool yeah um and yeah just some great shit throughout the match oh yeah we had the the kick out of the paradigm shift then he Mm. hit him with the paradigm shift on the the ramp which the ramp was tight all night oh yeah with the the, the, the street signs and stuff yeah yeah um and like you know you kind of like I kind of got a whiff of this in the beginning, like because Danielson went like straight the fuck on offense like a lot of like yes kicks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I don't know which um Raise the fl- raise an antenna slightly for me, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, for how the match was going to go, because Mox like they had the point where he welcomed the pain. You know, there were a lot of chops like in the yep. you know, kind of like, and I felt like Mox Some, was sort a lot of, of Blackpool Combat Club shit. Yeah, like, and I felt like Mox was just on the receiving end a lot of that, and I felt like it was very intentional, like or, or it seemed like there was a hint of intentionality in that. Absolutely, and yeah, he, uh, Mox, so he hit the stomp which that's Seth Rollins move. So that was a cool kind of homage there that people were loving. Um, you know, when Brian had him in that LaBelle lock at the end, like, I think that was the nearest, it's like Moxley ain't going to tap out, but like, that's been one of his strongest finishers since the WWE days. And it's like, yeah. Oh shit. Like they really had, had me on the string the last few minutes of like, I really don't know which way this is going to yeah, go. Yeah, it's time ticked down too. I was sort of waiting yeah. for the op- like the Danielson opening whenever he was going to put him in a like a submission hold or, or you know kind of whatnot. And it and yeah, it, like it was genuinely surprising to me too. Yeah, for sure, you know, for yeah. sure. That I mean, a lot of the outcomes were. Um, but yeah, so MJF, I thought it was awesome at first when they were showing him, but I feel like they just overdid it, and like oh. it felt like every. 10 seconds they'd cut to him well, and, and, and i didn't feel bad bad about it on tv but as they would show like correct shots you'd That's see ex- him on, on the big screen and yes. I'm like, if i were in the arena if, I were if you're sitting Ash, in the nosebleeds yeah, yeah i'd be pissed you know That's, yeah yeah again i and it was just too much it's like let's focus on the match yeah. i thought it, it just kind of it didn't really take me out of it but a little bit like it just was a little too much yeah too yes. much it's tv shit you know but not yeah. like in not at the venue at the and yeah, yeah mjf's reactions and facial expressions and everything he was doing was gold they just sure. didn't need to show him as much but yeah. uh got the point across with only a few less is yeah. more with that yep but yeah uh very good show um i would say it met expectations you know i'd i'd probably go four and a half stars on the main event and then a lot of like three and a half to fours kind of riddled yeah. throughout but uh and, yeah um, great good, night the, the crowd was outstanding oh yeah and, and i mean i mean this in the best way it was a great plot show yeah, for it was, sure. like, like you know like a lot of like belt changes and story stuff and surprising things you know yep. uh, yeah i think like in that capacity it, it hit um even though the in-ring stuff i mean you know they were cramming kind of a lot of big stuff into two hours yeah and i think you know yeah and Moxley walks out and solidifies himself as the ace of yeah. AEW. Scissor me, daddy ace. 
I had already thought about that name ahead of time. So yeah, yeah that'll Pretty be good. The yeah, I thought about scissor what? me, scissor me, daddy butt <laughs> at first, <laughs> but Ace just makes so much more sense. Oh no, yeah, that makes that, that, and, yeah, that makes yeah, that makes way more sense. But yeah, I, I would hopped on Tim King's uh, live stream last night, and I came on and Bakley Cage Mike IQ was talking, and I was just like doing this, like <laughs> like just constantly just being a fool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait till my shirt gets in. I was not gonna yet. say not it shipped, in yet. It, it shipped this week, you know, okay. but uh hopefully tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Speaking of shirts. Well, yes, because today's episode is brought to you by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about t-shirts. Finding that perfect fitting shirt can be just terrible. I swear, the thing is either way too tight or has a case of bacon neck or is just plain big and boxy. Bacon you know? neck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, True Classic wants to make every man look good and feel good. Tighter good on them. Fit- yeah, tighter fit in the chest and sleeves to make your arms pop and room in the torso, keeping things cozy. Plus, All their styles are super soft and pocket-friendly. So guys, no excuses. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts with the bacon neck I know you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. And we've got an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time only, you can get 25% off with the code, you know it, BBB at trueclassic.com. Tell them more, Beaumont. All right, we got some talking points here, but uh, do you like your bacon neck shirts um, crispy or chewy? I'm a little more chewy. Yeah, oh yeah, I am too. Yeah. yeah. I chew on my shirt collar. Yeah, uh, so anyways, almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on a certain body type, you know. Well, you think the skinny models with the six pass, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers and dick ultras. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, my dudes. It's simple. You're wearing the wrong clothes. Um, the thing about True Classic tees is they taper off toward the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. You can throw on that True Classic with confidence, knowing we've got your bases covered. And they're more than a t-shirt company. Uh, they have all the menswear staples you can need. They got polos, they got workout shirts with the same flattering fit. Mm. The boxer briefs designed to keep your boys feeling nice and comfortable. We know all about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they make it super easy to build out your wardrobe, and you get top-notch quality for a great value. They have mm. this pack builder on their website where, you, wow, you could custom bundle all of their essential products and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. Um, and for any of the big boys out there, they have long body options for the tall guys and up the triple XL on their staple color. That's me. I'm a tall. I'm a tall guy. You're a tall guy. Um, True Classic will make you feel your best by accentuating the places the eye goes to first. Wink, wink. Um, whether you have abs or flabs, their clothes look great on all body types. God, they're all about rhymes. Skinny I'm, dudes. I'm a flab. Yeah. Skinny dudes, big dudes, buff dudes, my dudes, dudes. True Classic as you're covered. What about little buff boys? I'll tell you, get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BBB. Free shipping is included on purchases over $100 and a 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. True Classic. When you look good, 
you feel good. Good. Great. time in a while if you speaking of recall I forgot to mention in the opener that Jericho kicked out of Claudio's recola bomb which was the first time that had happened but we've already talked about that we are here to talk wrestle war 1992, our favorite year of wrestling. <laughs> uh, 30 year anniversary of 1992 in general. We're going to the Jacksonville Coliseum for some war games between yep. Sting's Squadron and the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, so Jim Crockett we... Productions loved putting that shit in Florida, didn't they? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say before we kick off, what do you think of seeing a little young Tony Schiavone and young Eric Bischoff on the panel? Yeah, yeah, and then hearing young Jim Ross, too. With, yep. the, with the energy, that's like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, with like... Jesse the Body Ventura as well. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... Wow. I mean, it yeah. was kind of, it was definitely pretty neat to see, I have to say. Yeah. So we kick it off with Gary Mike, the ring announcer, Gary Michael Capetta. Let the war games begin. <laughs> and then an incredibly long fireworks display and then long winded description of. Oh, the that, that, that fireworks display was really. T- <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was it was like, like that. No, no, it's like they shot off a bottle rocket to the dome. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and they did it like five times. It was oh yeah, awful. and then there was a it was, there was like a delayed thing when you then you'd hear like a pop pop. Yeah, you know, it was and then, bad. Then it took Capetta twenty minutes to explain the rules as it always. Oh, oh does. yeah, like it like it was like one through four. Yeah, five and then through it, eight, then seven, nine. eight, nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. <laughs> And uh, the no, whole no. while that same dumb song is playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get the Dangerous Alliance to come out first, led by Medusa. I know both theme songs I loved. Both of them got me fired up. Um, we <laughs> I, I had a note here that it's a bunch of greased up dudes up until Bobby Eaton at the end, who's just got that blonde mullet and just doesn't look like he fits in. Oh, yeah. All. Yeah, essentially. It was a bunch of greased up blonde guys. Yeah. And then uh, Paul E. Dangerously, he was talking to Eaton while walking down and he really fucking coaches him up. The whole oh, match. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was very like kind of like you don't really see that anymore either. With, yeah, like, like, very like some sort of like. Like, you know, like the, the closest thing was um, Arne Anderson with his Andy Reid mm-hmm. card, you know, like that's the and closest he always thing I've had seen the, to that. Yeah. He always had the big phone. That was yeah. his thing. And then he had like the play sheets as well. It was awesome. Sting Squadron comes out. Another great song there. And you got like, these are like the superheroes, bright colors. You know, the fans are going nuts. Got your boy, the natural Dustin Rhodes. What do yeah. you think about that? Oh, man. Like it, this is a. Uh... I guess technically about one twelfth of a bullshit match. I was gonna you know, say the moment he steps in the ring, it becomes a bullshit match. Yeah. But uh, so is as, Nick Camarado uh, still in AEW? He is. <laughs> is yeah. he? It's like on Dark and Elevation, I reckon. So, uh, so as is tradition in these segments, before we kind of dig into the match, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, like this was very, uh, you know, 
this reminded me, like, it made me think, remember WCW Uncensored, you know, 99 with, like, the big blood fest there? Yeah. Like, this was that, but better. Yep. You know, um, I thought a lot of people looked like Hulk Hogan had the same ring attire, had that, like, bright yellow stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yellow trunks and yeah. blonde hair. There, there, yeah. there was still a lot of that DNA from, um, from Put That Cigarette Out. Absolutely. From, 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 from the, the, that whole era into this. But, uh, but yeah, like, it seemed, uh, you know, like that. But, I mean, obviously, it's a pay-per-view, but, I mean... I, I guess I want to ask you, did WCW, were they more willing to go bloody than WWF early on, like in the in their existence? Yeah, I guess really at like Monday this night, time, yeah. yeah. But um, really in these types of matches, I mean, it was always a blood fest, which right. I mean, I, they didn't have, I would say maybe once a year or so they would have them. Um, I don't know if it was always, I don't think it was always like the same show. Mm-hmm. It became every year at Fall Brawl became the War Games show, but um, I mean, WWF used blood like before the what's called the new generation era. So like 93 to 97, the real cartoony era. They didn't really like, use like it when, then. when they were when they were losing to WCW yeah. like that. But era. beforehand, yeah. like in the Hogan Macho Man era, like you'd see it a little bit, but nothing like this. I mean, the yeah. whole canvas was stained oh, red it was, by it, was, the it was spotted with it yeah and i would say yeah. of the what were the 10 men in this match probably eight of them bled I would oh say. yeah yeah essentially i mean austin dustin yeah. Rhodes, yeah you know tens of them barn star yeah. Shoal. Uh-huh. uh yeah any other just observations you want to mention before i just got a bunch of notes of just kind of some random hilarious i mean i guess just in general for me this is my first time seeing austin outside of like the stone cold persona like seeing him with like the rainbow colors Mm -hmm. on the back trunk and Um, hair yeah 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 yeah, without the you know the angry mean bald guy swagger you know like it's you know like he's the same guy but 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 it's definitely different just uh, different mannerisms and disposition and like that was kind of you know surprising to see but yeah you know still very much like the very steroids you know greased up you know era of wrestling uh yeah but 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 very enjoyable and austin starts it with barry windham and you know they they go at it for five minutes and you get some cage throwing the cheese grater which happens that happened a lot multiple times throughout yep and then they so then they have that coin toss and the, I don't think there's ever been a war games where the heels didn't win or the heels didn't have the advantage because yeah. it wouldn't make as much sense if you have the baby faces always yeah, letting people two win, on yeah. one advantage every time. Yeah. And you kind of got the it's a bit of a rinse and repeat until a certain point, which I'll call out of pretty much every time, you know, the team gets the two on one, they take advantage. Right. The new guy comes in on the face team, they take advantage and then it kind of swaps. Right. Um but so the order we had uh, Rick Rude come in as the first for Paul E. Dangerously squad. Uh, he starts hammering on Wyndham, as I mentioned. Uh, the crowd crowd is hot as hell this whole match as well. Oh, for like, sure, they're yeah. really excited. Nothing too special here. He and Austin double team for a minute because Austin's recovering because he got his ass graded at the end before Rude came in. And then Steam Ricky Steamboat comes in, crowd fucking explodes again. He hammers a couple DDTs, and J- I note that JR's loving it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> JR was really popping he up. He was having yeah. a really good time. Yeah, yeah, he, he was definitely commentary-wise. Like, the body kind of got lost, you know. The body's always more of, like, a heel guy, too. Oh, sure, so. yeah. Um, and then we had our first instance of Steamboat was, like, using the kick. He's, like, 
it's as someone said he's using the cage as an ally, but like oh. dangling above. Well, I remember um Steve Austin was like hanging on to it too. Yeah. And then somebody yanked him down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, that well, was well, him in the beginning. Well, yeah, you know, like no, it him or was it Steamboat Ricky? You're one, one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> Um, and then your boy, the star of the show, Arn Anderson, yeah. comes in. He hits a DDT. A lot of DDTs. Yeah, in a this. lot of them. Yeah. Hits a spine buster. Then we had a cool move. Uh, it was like a double Boston Crab. Like Arn Anderson had one of Steamboat's legs, and then Rude came over and grabbed the other. Right. That's something I'd never seen before. And here comes your boy, the natural Dustin Rhodes, and it's officially a bullshit match. Yeah, it is. And he takes out both Arn and Austin. Um, and then we get our first look at the... I like the camera angle that's, like, outside and above the camera. Yeah, the, the, the camera angles were kind of interesting here, yeah. I thought. You know, uh, like, definitely different than Blood blood and Guts. Like, a lot more fixed. For sure. But still, like, I think efficiently done from a production standpoint. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, no complaints with them. Yeah, and then I fear that's when Wyndham stuffs Arn's head in between the two rings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, so here's when the formula changes. The cruncher, Larry Zabisco, comes in, and Dustin just fucking hammers him right awesome. away. <laughs> so that was kind of the first time that there wasn't an advantage right away. And then now things start getting crazy, and Medusa starts climbing the cage. Yeah. And she drops the phone in, and then mm. Sting, like, fucking fires up the other side. And yeah, he, yeah. Like, points He's, at like, her. up there. Yeah, just points at her, and then kind of nothing happens from that. Yeah, but, but yeah. I thought that was a very interesting yeah. and fun moment. Because, mm. like, all of a sudden, she's just going up. Yeah. And you don't know what the hell she's doing, and then you see her drop the phone drop down. The and then they Arn and everyone starts wailing on him with the phone, and then... The heels definitely have a big advantage now. And then here comes the stinger. Yeah. Um, fresh off the top of the cage. And he's just on fire, of yeah. course. You know, the big fan favorite, the team captain. Uh, he's He chucks Arn and Austin against the cage. He starts cheese grating Arn here. And this is where I note that the blood is really apparent at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like uh, like it was smattered all over the floor and then crimson masked. Austin and Arn uh, Ar Anderson <laughs> and uh, Dustin Rhodes and yeah, all of them. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a point where Zabisco and Wyndham like both collapse. <laughs> and then we get Bobby Eaton coming in as the last member of Dangerous, the Dangerous Alliance. And you remember this? As he was getting ready to come in, Heyman's just standing there going, "War, war, war, yeah. war, war." With this like mullet, you know. Yeah. And he's coaching them up all in between all things. I love, like, he's just so, you get to see, like, him as the young manager, and he was just yeah, so Yeah, yeah, ver yeah, versus us, like, the more svelte, yes. you know, like, Roman Reigns guy that you see him today. And then I have here that Dustin is bleeding profusely. Like, all oh, of a sudden, dumb. you just see him just pouring. Yeah, 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 Dustin's fucked. And then Zabisco and Rude start unloosening the turnbuckle, which uh, comes oh, into play later. And, and then JR is like, he's got a hook. Yeah, <laughs> steel <laughs> hook. And then I think it's the body keeps going like, yeah, and Bobby Eaton's trying to put the ring together. He needs to stop, keep fighting. It's like he's not trying to put it together. No, he's not. <laughs> but yeah, he's got the steel hook. <laughs> What's he doing with that hook? I don't know. I, I wish funny. there was a knuckle duster. Yeah. Oh, man. Here. Been a while. 
Um, and then we get the final man, Nikita Koloff, coming in. And he and Sting clearly had had some animosity. And I guess there were questions on whether or not they'd get along. But those get answered right away. They shake. And then Koloff even sacrifices himself, pushing yeah. Sting out of the way. And then they give each other a big high 10 and a hug and the crowd goes insane. And then they just start running rough shot on everyone. Yeah, 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 running, yeah, run rampant. Yeah. And now officially the match beyond has begun. Now uh-huh. that's what they call it when all the competitors are in. So at this point it's submit or surrender. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucking chaos. At yes. This yeah, yeah, it is. It's just blood and chaos and sweat and, and large people and yeah yeah <laughs> and hulk hogan lookalikes yeah and... yeah a lot of hulk, like like very surprising like i remember like seeing like the, who's the first guy in the ring barry windham yeah, yeah. i remember seeing all, like is that hulk hogan like because <laughs> he had like the long blonde hair yeah like, with the go. yellow trunks yeah. yeah 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 pretty similar size yeah, yeah. um and then i have here that um yeah so eaton was in the scorpion deathlock from Sting. So yeah, of course, people are going to be going for submissions now, because that's how you end it, pretty much. And then I have here, like, Zabisco was in the figure four. Remember, he's like, beating the mat, and I'm like, I guess he's not tapping out there. Like, he kept doing it. And anyway, and then they, then he, and then Zabisco and Eaton keep trying to put the ring together. <laughs> and then uh, Zabisco gets the steel hook, and JR's going nuts. And, yeah, I yeah, got, yeah. got a steel hook. He's pretty upset. Yeah. About that yeah. Hook. And yeah. they're holding, I think, holding Sting, maybe. And then he moves and he clocks Eaton with it. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. And then Sting kind of puts like a shoulder submission on him. And uh, I guess he surrendered because the match ended. But, uh, but yeah, there was chaos after it. Yeah. You know, it <laughs> like, 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 I remember it ended. I was like, oh, yeah, there's five minutes to go. I'm like, what the shit is this? You know, like, Heyman just darts in and immediately goes after Zabisco and just fucking loses it on him. Yeah. And then Zabisco just keeps saying, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> what didn't you know? That he would move? <laughs> and then he's like, I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> This is so silly. And then I just have everyone hates Zabisco because then oh, everyone just what a what a what a silly it. name too. Yeah. Like like every time you say it, I think of Nabisco. Like the, like yeah, the it's spelled, name. I believe, Z Y B Y S K O. Oh God! Like talk talk about like licking the bottom of an English language garbage can, like right there. Like that's nasty. That's it down really there with Budajedge. You know, yeah. like, like a Shish- nasty Shish- name. Shishevsky. Yeah, yeah, just like some real nasty looking names. Um, oh, man. But yeah, Paulie fucking loses it. Everyone's ripping on Sabisco. Like, I know, I wrote down, someone said, Jesus Christ, how many times is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just said, then a Paulie sucks chant breaks out. And uh, yeah, it was just good fun. Um, it was. Real quick fun. before we get out of here, we kind of were talking before we hit the record button. Uh, yeah. How would you compare this to uh, AEW's Blood and Guts, which is, a, I mean, the exact same type of match, really, just uh, a different name? I mean, I enjoy AEW's better because I know the story more. And I think, like, it's just sure. like outside the commercials, just partitioned out a little better mm-hmm. dramatically. And I think this was a little bit more of just a sweat like fly people very flying con- at each other. condensed yeah. just shit fest yeah yeah and like i get i know when you text me you mentioned Meltzer didn't have a lot of like five star uh, re- uh reviews out to american matches and i like i get that with this because it's different 
But like from a TV perspective, and I guess this is like kind of what I'm coming from in terms of like what I'm being shown and how like the story is going through that, uh, the AEW product, and I assume WWE's equivalent has to be, you know, has just grown off of this. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, this was like, it was just sheer chaos. And I think that's kind of at the time what made it so great because it's like you just don't see shit like this. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see how WWE does it on the main roster at Survivor Series. Yeah, but, it'll be um, it'll be interesting. Be a good. Uh, when is Survivor Series? Early November. November usually mid November. So speaking of which, I've been meaning to tell you this. I was, I think, a little drunk going to sleep the other night, and for whatever reason, popped on Survivor Series '92, and there, there's some. There's a great main event between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Their first big match. There's a good tag match. There's some with... more put that cigarette out stuff. Yeah. No, but I've had the thought because there's a horribly ridiculous <laughs> promo by this guy named Nails with a Z, who he's just like an inmate, a prison inmate. That's his gimmick. So I just. I made myself a note like nails promo on Survivor Series 92 because you're going to love it. But then I'm like, let's just review the whole fucking show because we've go. already yeah. done Royal let's Rumble do. 92. We've reviewed at least a match from SummerSlam, yeah. SummerSlam and WrestleMania because that yeah. was alleged centerfolds. Yeah. And it'll be right around the time of our second anniversary as well. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah, Survivor Series '92. We'll, we'll, and, and, we'll and you mentioned Survivor Series '98 on episode two, so it makes perfect yeah, sense. There we go. And then yeah. we've kind Lines of up. had an infatuation with 1992 wrestling because it's fucking tight. But we need uh, to find a friend who was born in 1992 and get him on the yeah. show. And then we. I'm sure. I'm sure someone that we know. Oh, like like, like someone like Dylan and and Evan. I I think they may be '92 kids. Yeah, something uh, like close nah, to they, 90, no, 91 or 92. I'm 87, so they're probably like 90 or 91. Yeah, they, they're always they're four years, years younger than yeah, three or four years, you know, because yeah. they, they were freshmen when I was. A well, hey, anybody out there listening, if you were born in 1992, let us know. I guess on Twitter or yeah, Instagram, yeah, where yeah, you can and, find us at Brainbuster Boys. And, 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 and if you're from Columbus, don't sell the ocean blue, you know, act <laughs> like you knew us and call us. Because this is the acclaim. I was just about to say, and we are tag team champions anew. Anew. Because we are poo. I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Poo poo. Yeah, and we like cook up a good stew. And uh, go put on my shoe. That's new. Yeah. New York. I'll be in New York. Yeah.